Um, hey guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And this is the 13th Floor Podcast. Here we are, again. And what are, Alex, what are we talking about today? Haunted hotels. Spooky, wookie. James was like so excited for this episode. <laughs> he told me. He was ranting and raving He's about it. He's been talking about it for days. For days, <sighs> you guys. <laughs> um, But it's been a while since we recorded. How have you guys been? Doing all right. Um, Chartreuse had an awful mold. She's like got five legs. Five legs. Is she just... She's slowly she- becoming human. Yeah, it sucks. The The weirdest thing about it is like one of them, I, I, I mean, I'd say 50-50 chance, you know, that she'll live. But the weirdest thing about it is she looks like she can't move at all. She's just like a crumpled, like withered flower looking thing. But if your back is turned and then you look like she'll be in one spot all day and then you turn and then you look and she's in a different spot. It's really weird. She's Ooh. playing tricks on you, James. Yeah. It's weird. She what wants- if a ghost is moving her around? Alex- <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you guys, our episode has started off on the brightest note. I know you guys are really looking forward to listen to this. James's spider is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And Alex is making ghost jokes. <laughs> she'll, she'll make it through. She'll be, she's tough. Chartreuse. You don't have the name Chartreuse if you're not tough. That's you know what right. I mean? That's right. She'll come out of the next malt with nine legs. Yeah, nine nice. Legs. <laughs> um, I I had a terrible experience, James. And this is like I just I don't know how to compare it to yours, but Alex <laughs> and I tried to eat vegan Alfredo sauce last yeah, week. Yeah, not quite the same experience, Cece, but I know. Ooh, yeah, no thanks. No, it was terrible, James. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. It was one of the worst things I've ever tasted in my life, and it stays with you for like an hour. Well, yeah, my question is, if we have any vegans that are listening to the show, how do you do it? How? <laughs> oh. how, how do you deal with vegan Alfredo sauce? That Alfredo sauce was... Uh, and maybe it's maybe we just got a bad brand, but it was so bad that I never want to try vegan Alfredo sauce again. I don't want to try vegan anything anymore. It was I'm like, give me a dash of meat with everything now. Yeah. <laughs> Alex said after after we ate it, Alex said that he he would be willing to go and um, catch and <laughs> I, I said I would catch and butcher all my own meat. If I <laughs> I would rather do that than never have to taste that again. <laughs> it was it was bad, James. Did you know it's made out of cashew butter? I did not. We thought the cashew butter would be okay. You know, that's the only one that I don't like out of all the, the like nut family or whatever. The nut butters? I'm not nut a huge sun, sunflower butter fan. Well, I'm yeah, not even talking about butter. Like, I like almonds. I like peanuts. I like walnuts. Oh. I like, uh, you know, cashews are the only ones where I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, it's not like what? miserable or anything. It's just more like, eh. I think it's the texture. There's something weird and clay-like. It about has the, the texture. same texture as like other types of nuts. Uh-uh. Nope. It's oh my way softer. <laughs> it, you know that's what it's like. A, a cashew is like a very decayed tooth. It just gives. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like eating rotten teeth. No, it's not. Yeah. Cashews are like a g- God's gift to man. That's why you guys mm. didn't have a good time. You had uh, rotten tooth butter Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But it was acidic. That was the weirdest part. It was the mo- one of the most acidic things I've ever tasted. Mm. And it stayed in your mouth. But 
I took one bite. I immediately spit it out. Alex took two bites. He was brave. Yeah, I took, well, the first bite, I was like, eh, it's not that bad. I threw some salt on it. Took a big bite. Oh, it haunted me for the next hour. Yeah. <laughs> We're still talking about it to this day. And this was like a week ago that we did this. Mm, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, that a, was that an actual hiccup? And it you actually was. said hick? That was an actual hiccup. <laughs> you remind me of my daughter. Because Gwen, whenever she sneezes, she says, she, she'll sneeze. And then afterwards, she says, a chew. <laughs> It's adorable. Oh, goodness. Anyways, um, you guys, I don't I don't think we necessarily have an icebreaker today. We talked a lot about peanuts yeah. and nuts and cashews. James, what's the best nut? There we go. Icebreaker. Hands down, easily, almonds. Almonds are pretty good. Almonds, almonds. are the best. Almonds with cocoa it, powder? Oh, yeah. No, oh, no, no. Okay, no, so we're no. cheating. We're making candy. Well, cashews with cocoa powder... No, we're near as good as almonds with cocoa powder or peanuts. Almonds. Listen, almonds with chocolate and cinnamon on top of it. All right, people, the best. Just get a Snickers. If you're if you're gonna mix nuts (laughs) with chocolate, oh my goodness, man! You just need some delicious pistachios. Pistachio is really good. Pistachios are great. I, you know, as long as they've been shelled, I I don't like a job on top of it. That's the only. No, thing. no, no. I, I, I want, I want them to be shelled, shelled for yeah. me. I want, I want all the shells removed. Oh, ain't nothing better. And the pistachio brand. If you get the chili powder ones. Mm. So you're. I'm sorry. So you're hating on James and no, I. No, I, I, I like the. I like the unsalted. But if I want to splurge and have just like a small amount of sugar added onto it. Chili powder is definitely better than cocoa powder. I would Alex, argue. Alex. First off, and then, no. No, <laughs> you can't hate on us for our, our James do, and I are I, in the right I, boat here. I typically eat unsalted almonds and unsalted, whatever it is, pistachios. Alex is a masochist. I know. I know. Uh, well, the thing is, almonds actually, they get pretty good, even unsalted, if you eat them for a while. You're like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get a little flavor. You know, I've eaten about 50 of them, <laughs> 51, getting a little flavor going. Goodness. Do you like marzipan, Alex? I've never had marzipan. Oh, it's so good. It's almond paste. J- L- listen, mm. James is over here telling me that cashews are disgusting, and then he's going to- Oh, you're true. It's true. It's true. You he's going to eat so a, good, an marzipan. entire ball of marzipan. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, beautiful listener. Well, let us know your favorite nut. <laughs> yeah, let us, let us know your favorite nut. I hope we haven't opened a can of worms. I was going to say, if you're allergic, uh, let us know your favorite uh, non-nut. Non-nut. It could be, literally be anything. Porcelain, oregano- so yeah you guys that's our our icebreaker but you know a minute ago when i said we we don't necessarily have an icebreaker the reason i was saying that is because i spoke with my brother anthony based upon our topic today so you guys Mm -hmm. listener you got a bonus you got an icebreaker and also you're gonna have a great piece of information here because we're talking about haunted hotels today and so i asked my brother who used to work in a hotel about what was the weirdest thing that he ever encountered when working at the hotel. And he sent me something. Oh, yeah. So, are you guys ready to get... get James, yeah. this is going to bother you. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay. You're going to disturb James before he disturbs you. He sent me a really long um, email, and I've kind of paraphrased and pared it down a little bit. Mm. But he says, working in a hotel was the weirdest time of my life. It gave me an appreciation for some of the workers who have to deal with such filth at times for little to no money, unless you are a manager position. 
and managers, for the most part, are corrupt Ooh. corporate people who only care about money. We just lost the hotel manager demographic. Yeah, do you think <laughs> Anthony has a bone to pick with some managers that he worked with? Well, he says that while working at the hotel, he learned that lots of staff will apparently make love in various places around the hotel, including oh. rooms, um, storage closets, the roof. Staff? Staff. Nice. Mm. And <laughs> Good way to get a staff use. infection. <laughs> oh, there's a there's lots of drug use, etc. And he says people party at hotels all the time. They leave behind really nasty messes. Like Anthony, he once had to go clean up a, a pea soaked towel because someone got so drunk that they apparently couldn't step three feet into the bathroom to go to the bathroom. Uh, and Anthony thought it was just a beer soaked towel because oh, there were empty no. beer bottles everywhere. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so he picked it up, but no, it was a pee pee towel. <laughs> Um, oh. Yeah, he uh, he had to clean up used condoms, uh, vomit, you know, feces all over the place, dirty lingerie, oh. lots and lots of sex toys, you guys. Oh. You'd be surprised by how many people leave those behind. <laughs> and, uh, the hotel once had bed bugs, and you'd be surprised by how many hotels actually get these at one point or another. Oh, I don't think I would need. Yeah, he said bed bugs. Um, there, there were also several incidences where he would knock on a door because he had to knock on a door three times. Nobody answers. I think there are certain circumstances where you can go into the room if nobody answers, like if it's a maintenance emergency or something like mm. that. And so he said there were several times where he'd knock on the door and no one would answer. And then he would walk in and the guests would just be like hanging out naked in the room. <laughs> and so he walked in on several Jesus. naked people. He also once went to to clean a room and he found multiple cameras facing the bed. Oh. Yeah, so that's a little bit dis, uh, disconcerting. Disconcerting. Thank you. Mm. And these were his tips that he shared about staying at hotels. One, never put your luggage on the bed. Agreed. Don't put it on the bed. Two. Why? Because it's dirty. Oh, okay. bed bugs. Two. Too. Yeah, bed bugs. Two, never put your luggage on suitcase racks because bed bugs love them as well. Mm. So the little rack that you put your things on, don't use it. That's how they go home yeah. with you. Mm. Yeah, they'll go home with you. They sure will. Three, know that people drool on the pillows you use and the sheets sometimes get washed. Duvets <laughs> only get washed if they are visibly dirty. But uh. pillowcases don't get washed very often. So try to take your own pillow if you've got to go to a hotel. And then four, the filters on the HVAC units. My brother works in HVAC, so this is very like this is very important to him. But the HVAC units are supposed to be changed every 30 days, but it's lucky you're lucky if the hotel does it once or twice a year. Oh so, my god. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, Anthony says that if you're going to travel somewhere, instead of going to a hotel, if you can find like a friend or a family in the area, try and stay with them instead. I'd rather just go on Airbnb or something now. I know, yeah. I know. Like like I, there's a better chance of them cleaning them, their house than Yeah. Is it ugh. possible to get scabies from hearing words? Like <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's just some some hotel tips for you. Alex has got he's he's upset now. He's because you know I knew it was bad. I just didn't know it was that bad. Oh, it's really yeah. bad. It's really <laughs> bad. And I read something on Instagram recently. One of my the people I follow asked everybody, "What's your worst hotel story?" And there, you'd be surprised by how many people use the coffee pot to like do things that are not coffee related, like oh clean dirty clothes God. or. Yeah, so don't use your coffee pot either. I know that one as well. This is a callback to our vampire episode, but like, what would Vlad do if he was a <laughs> hotel manager? You know what I mean? We'd, 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 <sighs> this problem would be solved in five minutes if, if horrible guests were impaled. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> you would have, uh, yeah, you would have the guests cleaning the sheets themselves. They'd be like so terrified. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mm. So James, now that I've I've upset everybody with that wonderful oh, news about hotels and vacation, <laughs> that was scarier than anything we've ever talked about. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. <laughs> so. Thank you, Anthony, for all of that fun information. Yeah, thanks, Anthony. Hey, um, are you guys ready to hop on into our topics? Let's dive in. I think I want James <laughs> to start. You got beef? Okay. Yeah, I got beef with you. I got beef with you. No, James. James, what are you talking about today? I am talking about the Langham Hotel in London, and it is quite a place. Is it scary? So... Yeah, uh, it's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> so the Langham is big and it's simultaneously beautiful, but also like it, there is an intimidating aspect to the architecture. Like it's one of those kind of hotels where if you saw a picture of it, particularly from the right angle, you would immediately think, oh, that, that hotel's probably haunted <laughs> because it just has that that looming kind of structure. I've got to look up a picture. Yeah. Some people actually claim that it's sort of like the first ever or like grand hotel. It's a five-star hotel. It's massive. And it's been around since 1865, a.k.a. the end of the American Civil War. That's how flipping old it is. Hmm. It looks beautiful. Wow. Yeah, beautiful and kind of eerie. And it's got more than 500 rooms. And given how long it's been around, big shock, lots and lots of ghost sightings. Um, and some of them are really, really bizarre. Oof, um, I like bizarre. The most bizarre, in my opinion, is probably the, uh, presumably a German prince who committed suicide there. He actually jumped out one of the windows. Yikes. Hmm. Yeah. And wow. a lot of people, a lot of people, if you consider how old it's been, a lot of like big time people have, uh, stayed there. Oscar Wilde, Mark Twain, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Like a lot of well-known people, Napoleon the Third. Napoleon actually stayed, stayed, there? stayed there. Napoleon the Third. Napoleon the Third stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and in the basement, uh, a lot of people claim to see him pretty regularly. Ooh. So, yeah, not only did Napoleon the Third stay there, according to some people, Napoleon the Third never left. Ooh, aye, aye, so, aye. Yeah. Did he die there? Or he die elsewhere. He died elsewhere. Okay. But he just really loved that hotel. I guess he is very fond of the basement. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but all of that pales in comparison, everything I've said so far, to room 333. Hmm. Room 333 is the most haunted room in the most haunted hotel in Britain. So, yeah. Hmm. Now, what's, what's the deal with it? Well, it's first of all, it's a... Big, beautiful room uh, in, in a Florentine style, like most of the other rooms, to be fair. But a lot of people have met their end in room 333, Uh-oh. particularly, including that uh, German prince that I mentioned. So he's he's easily the most commonly seen. And he he's seen in other rooms, but 333 is where he's most likely to be. Mm. Um a doctor who killed his wife and then himself at, on their honeymoon also 
commonly spotted in 333, and that's where they stayed. And in fact, they were spotted by BBC announcer James Alexander Gordon, who's not prone to make up tall tales. And he said that the man in question had white hair or silver hair, and he had a cloak and a cravat and blank staring eyes. So that's kind of scary. Yeah. Additionally, yeah. One question I have about these ghosts Sure. Are they? Do they have like the injuries that they sustained when they were killed? Well, you will soon find one instance of just that oh. because while he's not in room three 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 itself, he's usually in the hallways close to room three three three. But uh, there's actually a guy with a big old wound on his face. Looks like somebody's taken an axe to it. Hmm. So yeah, he still has his injury. Now uh, the fellow who jumped out the window, though the German prince, not so much. He just looks like your average German prince, except he's dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> and one of the one of the creepiest, um, and he often haunts room three three three, and he does other rooms too. But there's a ghost who apparently will knock guests out of the bed. Ooh, yeah. I wouldn't like yeah, that. Actually, on on one occasion, he actually did this so uh, intensely. That the person in the room just ran out in the middle of the night. Which, to be fair, that's what I would do regardless of whether they shook the bed intensely. You know, yeah. if I get pushed out of bed by a ghost, I'm getting out of. Yeah, it. goodbye. They can keep. They can keep what I put down on. <laughs> there are. There's a butler who uh, apparently has holes in his socks, and he's just walking around the corridors. And in many of the rooms, people claim to see a footman wearing pale blue clothing, powdered wig. And BBC staff, by the way, also saw this fella. And when he shows up, the temperature drops. Now, some of the other ghosts, that kind of phenomena occurs. But this guy, it's pretty regular, like to a point where it's almost like it's his thing. Hmm. Like he causes the temperature to drop. The footman causes a drop in temperature, very sudden. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Another instance was where uh, a newscaster, BBC again, I don't know why I even keep saying BBC. It's in England, you guys. <laughs> Who else is going to be reporting on this? Um, one, on one instance, a newscaster actually saw a big fluorescent ball of light, which slowly turned into a human shape. And hovering above him, he noticed that the lower portion, that is to say from the knees down, of their legs were missing. And mm. it began to attempt to talk. And it outstretched its arms. No. And at that point, the newscaster ran. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, other people in, in the same staff have actually claimed to have seen the same apparition, but only in October. So I think that's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, it only seems to take place during that particular time. And this also took place, I think I mentioned, in room 333. And... The, one of the most recent instances was uh, there was actually a, uh, a cricket team staying at, at the Langham, and uh, the team was having trouble sleeping, and their wives were actually, some of them, were, were straight up saying, we're not staying there. And uh, this is the testimony of their bowler, Stuart Broad, which, good Lord, <laughs> his name is Stuart Broad, and he's on England's cricket team as their bowler. That's just like the most quintessentially <laughs> British thing I'm just imagining him with like a Pim's cup while he says all this. This is what he said. It was so hot in the room, I just couldn't sleep. But all of a sudden, the taps in the bathroom came on for no reason. I turned the lights on, and the taps turned themselves off. Then, when I turned the lights off again, the taps came on. It was very weird. It really freaked me out. I ended up asking to move rooms. 
Bailey, Broad's girlfriend, was pretty spooked too. And I know Mo and Ali's other half won't stay there because she's so frightened of the ghosts. Ben Stokes has had some problems sleeping as well. He's on the third floor, which is where a lot of the issues are. I'm telling you, something weird is going on. Man, he really uh, he really talked quite a bit on that, didn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one thing that uh, this is probably the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention about all this. I do think it's really interesting that this hotel, when it was built, and when some of the most affluent and notable guests stayed there was during the Victorian era. Mm-hmm. And we always, we've, we've talked about this in previous episodes. It's always like, why are ghosts always Victorian? Well, this is one instance where you really don't need to ask that question. It makes sense. <laughs> why all the ghosts are Victorian. It exactly. Makes sense. So yeah, very, very, very spooky place. And I mean, beautiful. And I would like to, I would like to check it out, frankly, but Man, I don't know if I could stay the night. Mm. That surprises me, James. I feel like you would hop on the any opportunity to stay at a haunted yeah. hotel. Well, just a lot of people have died there. And it, it really, for me, I just don't want to see the guy with a hole in his face. That's the big one. Mm. German Prince, that sounds awesome. I'll hang out. I'll play cards with the German Prince. That sounds fun. Uh, but just Napoleon III, holy crap, that'd be great. We'd have a conversation. But guy with a hole in his face, that's what I'm saying. And that's that's the one you would see too, James. Just like putting yeah, it out yeah. there. No, I've got a fascinating story to tell you mm-hmm. when I go, but I think Alex is mm-hmm. going next. Oh, I get to go now. Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn, Chupi. What, what are you talking about today? Chupi. I'm talking about the Hotel Takara. Ooh. Yeah, so the Hotel Takara is located in Okinawa, Japan. It is the source of... Many spooky stories. If you looked at it now, it is a rundown, rotted, covered in vegetation hotel that would be perfect for every horror movie ever. But the hotel was actually never completed. So how mm-hmm. did this come to be? Yeah, how did the it get all spooky landmark? Hmm. Well, in the seventies, a businessman businessman from Naha wanted to make a mint. By building a hotel right next to a new, uh, a newly designated UNESCO World Heritage Site. Okay. And this this <laughs> site, if anyone's interested to look it up, it is the Naka Husuku Jo Castle. And there, it's there's, it's nothing special right now. Um, it's pretty much just like four walls because it's it's from the 1400s. Um, so while uh, making the plans to build the hotel, he was approached by a bunch of the local townspeople and a bunch of uh, Buddhist monks saying that he, where he was building the hotel was too close to an ancient tomb and that his hotel would pretty much drive into the sacred caves where restless spirits wandered. So he was, he was up he to was some bad, yeah. He was told, hey man, this is probably a bad idea. Bad juju. Mm-mm-mm. Well, as you'd expect from a businessman... Wanting to cash in on the UNESCO site. He didn't listen. So construction continued at the hotel. That was also going to be a theme park. Like this thing was going to be taste. huge. Theme park is probably used lightly. It was going to have a lot of water attractions. Like a big pool for everybody to come into. Like a it lazy river? It, I love lazy rivers. I thought it probably wasn't going to have a lazy river. <laughs> but it was going to be like a big resort spa type place. I I couldn't find anything indicating there's going to be like a roller coaster or anything like that. Okay. But 
Yeah, so this this hotel was going to be awesome. It was going to be absolutely massive. And not only that, but he was actually planning on having the hotel complete uh, by 1975, right before the World's Fair that was hosted in Okinawa. Okay. So this thing could be a cash cow if he gets it completed on time, which, you know, it didn't. So (laughs) there were several things that happened. First, some workers were... Uh, they had some serious injuries, and some of them even had f- mysterious fatal injuries. Aww. The details of which I cannot find anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there were uh, two people that fatally died while working on it, and a bunch of people that got injured. They, they, died. they fatally Fat- died. Fatally died. So this is not the zombies episode where they come back to life. <laughs> they stayed dead. Um, this idea, of course, is that, (laughs) all right, so the idea that a lot of people in the area came to is that the peace of the dead were disturbed when they were going into these caves, essentially, and they've come back to exact their revenge. So they weren't fatally dead. They came back. Okay. (laughs) Now, as a businessman... Who has had a few people die while building your hotel? That's bad. And your employees are beginning to leave in mass. Me too. Because they're all getting scared. Yeah. And you're still, and your all your neighbors are very skeptical about what you're doing. What would you do in order to prove them wrong that this place is not haunted? He was he was so far in that he couldn't have not. Did he stop or did he keep going? Well, he decided he was going to stay by himself in the hotel for a few nights. Oh, wow. Yeah, and proved to everybody that it's not haunted. Well, when he walked out of that hotel, he was a raving lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to him? We don't know. We just know that after he spent time in the hotel by himself, he came out, lost lost his mind. His company went completely bankrupt, uh, which means the construction completely stopped. And he got sent to an insane asylum where he committed suicide. Oh, my gosh, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, it just went really downhill for him. I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, why are you laughing? (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, so there's a few different accounts about how long he stayed there, but all of them say that when he left, he He came out He came out a different man. Yeah. So another thing that a lot of people noticed after this has been abandoned, they probably knew about it then, but... There are a lot of skeletal remains that surround the hotel, likely from the graves and stuff that were exhumed or moved That's around. Awful. And it's also surrounded by a sacred cave that is in the ancient, that's in the jungle. Or it's not surrounded by a cave. It's got a cave and then there are ancient tombs that surround it that are all in the jungle. Hmm. It's very cool. I have a picture for it for you, oh, Cece, yeah, if you wanted to see James, I'll, I'll text you a picture. It's Ooh. massive. Um, so it looks pretty. Yeah. Now, this this wasn't the last incident to happen at the hotel, actually. And there was actually an incident that happened uh, to a marine in 2009, and it was so bad that they banned anyone from the Marine Corps or associated with the Marine Corps from ever going in again. And the events that happened to him have not been, I guess... Disclosed. Disclosed. Very good. Yes. Uh, I even wrote disclosed. 
um, <laughs> disclose. But apparently whatever happened was enough for them to be like, hey, everybody stay out. Now, he got a bunch of injuries. Uh, nothing fatal, but they deemed them serious injuries. Now, I did look into, well, why would a Marine Corps officer be here? Like, that's kind of ridiculous, right? It turns out there's an a American Marine base nearby. Uh, apparently, they have a whole, a whole bunch of festivities throughout the year. You can go. They have a pretty good uh, Halloween celebration, if anyone's interested. But apparently, a lot of the Marines went to the hotel for fun games of paintball and BB guns. Oh, <laughs> probably not the place to be doing so, that. So, yeah, they used to, I guess they went there to blow off a lot of steam, have a few war games, I guess. Uh, have a good time. So, a lot of people in the area seem to, the ones that don't believe in something ghostly Sinister? happened. And, and you could probably still make that argument, is that something happened with the structural integrity. He could have fallen through a floor. Something could have fallen. There's glass apparently all over the place where all the windows have been busted out. And yeah. just, glass just sitting there over years. Anything could have happened to them, really. But the, the structural integrity at this place is iffy. Which a lot of people building the place could probably attest to since some of them were injured and killed. <laughs> Alex, why do you keep yeah, laughing? Now, <laughs> yeah, this you're more yeah, than I know. Yeah, now, the other side of this, this whole story is that the dude just ran out of money. Nothing nefarious happened. A few, a few unfortunate events happened to some workers there, but he maybe he maybe that's it. Maybe or maybe the ghost of Hotel Takara haunts everyone <laughs> in Okinawa to this day. <laughs> but honestly, it seems like it's a huge urban legend in the area. A lot of people seem to really buy it. Uh, I even read an interview with someone who went into it, and they actually spoke with a few people in the area who are like, "Listen, don't go in there. <laughs> like, like, don't go in there." Not not everybody's scared of it, but they they were warned not to go in. They were worried that they might even become possessed. Or have like a demon takeover? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So there, there are people that are afraid. Now, the person that went into the hotel said that they did see some young Japanese people running around. So not everybody is terrified of this, but there are some people that will not touch it. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah. Plot twist: Those young Japanese people died years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, James. Listen to that storyteller, James, over there. Look at that. Look at him. A wizard. He's a wizard. Wizard with words. James, what do you think of the hotel, Takara? Would you stay there? Um, Not the night, but I mean, part of that's just because you die from exposure. (laughs) It ruins. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's ruins. It it would be worth checking out. And I'm really curious, you know, since the monks say that, you know, restless spirits, I wonder if they're hungry ghosts. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. Mm. That's what I think about. Very plausible. All right. Is it my turn? Do you guys want me to tell my my story? Uh, Let's just go ahead and end it. (laughs) Okay. It's my turn, you guys. And today I am going to be talking about a place in Savannah, Georgia called the Marshall House. Yes. Um, And I got all of my research today from ghostcitytours.com, visitsavannah.com, and savannahnow.com. Wow. All right. Lots of Savannah websites out there, you guys. So, yeah, I'm going to transport us to Savannah, blah, 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 blah. Marshall House. It's on Broughton Street. 
in Savannah. If you've ever been there, Alex, we walked past it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we walked past it we several probably, times. We because probably we, saw it on the ghost tour. Alex and I, we spent our first anniversary in Savannah. Yeah. It was glorious. But Savannah has has an, it's beautiful, but it has an odd smell near the water. Oh, yeah. Whenever it rains, it smells like sewage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. It's a, the, the hotel called the Marshall House. It's a beautiful old brick building with a gorgeous wrought iron veranda. Mm. Um, and if you are you trying to sell me this house? Yes, yeah, so that's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to do. I, I mean, you can go stay here, James. You can stay here if you want. But if you've ever been to Savannah, just like Alex and I, I can assure you, you've probably walked right past it because it's in the center of the shopping district. It's right up the road from Leopold's Ice Cream, the ice cream shop that everyone rants and raves about. It is as good as you think it is because Alex and I also went there and they're, what's it called? They're chocolate chewies and cream flavor. Mm, yeah. Divine. I remember when we were there, me and somebody were theorizing about Spider-Man would show up in Civil War. Me and the guy behind the counter. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that. You guys had a long conversation. I'm just sitting here like, was get me my long. ice cream? We had a line behind us. We had a line behind us. <laughs> it took a long time to get through that line. Okay, anyways, speaking of the Civil War, Alex... High five. You led right into my next paragraph. <laughs> um, although it has nothing to do with. Uh, I, I got you. Yeah, I figured yeah. you weren't bringing in Marvel it's, Civil War history. It's the real Civil War. Um, so let's discuss the backstory of the hotel. It was opened in 1851 by a woman. It's a woman. There was a strong, independent female entrepreneur back in 1851. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Her name was Mary Marshall. And she was the daughter of a prominent French cabinet maker named Gabriel <laughs> Lever. Wow. It's like a fairy tale job. I know. A cab- a French cabinet maker. But aesthetics were very important to her. So this place, like, she made it look stunning. And she built it on land that she inherited from her papa dearest. So apparently cabinet making in 1851 in France was a big moneymaker. It's a pretty sizable hotel. And she was born into a lot of money. She was born into quite a bit of money. Okay. Uh, yeah, what an entrepreneur. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> okay, so anyways, built in 1851. A decade later, do you guys know what happened? She died. No. The Civil, <laughs> the Civil War started. So the Civil War began. Mm. And for any of our listeners who might be international and might not know quite as much about the Civil War, Savannah played a <laughs> huge part in it. A Union soldier named William Sherman. He took post in Savannah in 1864, and Sherman was basically destroying all of these cities and Confederate areas along his path, setting them on fire and whatnot. It's called the March to the Sea because that's where they were going. And they it was on their way from Atlanta to Savannah. It's where they were going for the March to Sea. And his idea, General Sherman's idea was, if I destroy all of these Georgia cities and roads and just raise hell... It'll cripple the Confederate army. So I'm going to do it. So he's marching to sea. And then he got to Savannah and he was just like, oh, wow, it's amazing. I talked about this in a previous episode, but I didn't go into this elaborate detail. Yeah, I'm giving you more detail. I'm giving you more detail today. Um, so yeah, instead of destroying it, his men stayed there and he put a bow on the city and he decided to give it to Abraham Lincoln as a present. That must have been a big bow. A big bow. The biggest bow in history, if you really stop to think about it. But there are actually, and this is something you also didn't discuss when you talked about Savannah, Alex, is that there are other reasons why people speculate that he spared Savannah. Mm. 
Yeah, including he struck a deal with the mayor of Savannah who agreed to surrender the city to the Union if it means you won't destroy our beautiful town. So that's another theory. Also, um, that's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you. There were more. I just didn't write them down. Okay. At the end of the day, all we need to know is that Savannah was not completely burned down. Why are you laughing, Alex? What's so funny? Okay, so Savannah was not burned down, but I will say there was a pretty bad fire in 1865 that burned down quite a bit of infrastructure, and they don't know what caused it. It might have just been an accident. They don't know. But you know what? The Marshall House, okay, it served a purpose during the Civil War. It served as a union hospital. Mm. Ooh. Raw ghost stories. Yeah. Good ghost stories start. Yeah, medical practices back in those days, you guys, they weren't entirely great. So mm. I bet you there was quite a lot of death in that building. Yeah. It's really weird, though, because if it's a union hospital, that goes completely against my hypothesis that Yankees don't have souls. Oh, my gosh, James. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's James. There's some Southern humor right there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well... There was double death, you guys, in Savannah because the yellow fever epidemics also hit. There were three in total. So all you guys need to know is that the Marshall House has seen its fair share of death over the years, okay? So let's talk about ghosts now. And this is something when Alex and I were in Savannah, we went on like two or three ghost tours just because they were so much fun. And one of the things that was consistent across all of them was, hey, the town was built upon you know, dead bodies. If anywhere in the city that you go, there was probably a, a body in the basement yeah. at some point in time. Which if you I was, dig down just a little bit, there's a body probably. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, Savannah's said to be one of the most haunted cities in the world. Mm-hmm. But there at the, the Marshall House, there are said to be friendly apparitions. Like the author, Joel Chandler Harris. You guys know him? Oh, yeah, my favorite. Yeah, your favorite. He wrote some books mm-hmm. like Briar Rabbit. Oh. Yep. Um, but some some hotel guests claim that a, they can hear him click, 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 click on his typewriter in the middle of the night. So huh. friendly ghosts there. Also, That's a little weird. Well, uh, you know, that could be a lot of things. What could it? No, James. It's a typewriter. <laughs> it's a typewriter. Uh. And also said to be roaming the halls of the hotel is Mary Marshall, the woman who built the place. And they have a painting of her hanging in the lobby. And apparently one day a man and his young daughter were at the front desk for some reason. And the girl looked up at the painting and then she goes, Daddy, that's the girl I saw in the hallway. And then the daddy (laughs) and the lobby guy and the bellhop, all their faces were white. And they all said, what? (laughs) Wow. Just kidding. That part didn't happen. But everybody was probably like, wait, wait, what? So, anyways, you know what is even creepier than that? Uh, The ghosts of all the Civil War soldiers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I I don't know about you guys, but when I think of the Civil War, there are a couple of things that come to mind immediately. And one is cross-country marches, kind of like what Sherman did. Two, cannonballs. Mm -hmm. And three, amputations. Yes. Yeah. So, because, you guys... Lots of soldiers, unfortunately, lost limbs during this war, obviously. Yeah. In every war. Yeah, in every war. And some of the ghosts of this hotel are said to have been seen carrying, like, their dismembered body parts, which is why I asked you, James, about 
if that one ghost at Langham, if they had any of their injuries at, Mm. at the Marshall house, that's very much the case. So people will see people like carrying around body limbs. And one hotel guest actually claimed that they saw a ghost missing an arm and he was carrying his arm in his other hand. And he was all like, please help me find a surgeon. And then the guy (laughs) probably pooped his pants and left the guest. Mm, I I would run away. I would grab my bag and if check I could out. keep my cool, I would send them to like a friend's room if they were there. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go go to James's room. Yeah, yeah. J- James is just down the hall to the left. <laughs> Lucky for him, I'm a, a well reputed ghost surgeon. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Let me get my uh, my gloves dipped in ectoplasm. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, on the subject of amputations. When the hotel was under renovations in the 1990s, they started pulling up the floor and they found a ton of random bones. And so they think that the doctors or surgeons just put the bones like in the floor or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't understand why they would do that. I mean, it makes good sense really from a a logical standpoint because one, um, it's the South and it's humid and warm and and people are going to decompose very rapidly. And if you don't dispose of them as quickly as possible and they pile up, now you're going to increase the mortality rate a lot more because people are start going to get Back sick here. because of all the putrefying. But corpses. couldn't they move them to some place that wasn't like under the floor and get rid of them? Well, here's here's the problem with that, just from the logistics of it, because you know a human body, an adult male human body, um, in that that period is going to weigh in the ballpark of 130 to 180 pounds, and there's going to be a lot of them, and just just being able to transport them is going to be rough. I mean, this is this is where modern funerary practices of embalming got started. Was people up north wanted the, to bury their their children and their brothers, um, and so there was no way to transport them without them being tremendously decomposed. And that's how that whole industry got huh. started. So if you're a hospital and it's just before that industry gets started, and and you have to worry about diseases spreading from the dead to the living. At that point, you're just you're just going to get a shovel and put them right as the ground. close as possible without getting uh, getting them uh, to decompose in your vicinity. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, no one look underneath James's floorboards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not that. No, Ghost Surgeon James, I appreciate your explanation because that was really like really getting to me. Because I was like, why why would they do this? Fun fact about yeah, just ghost cold logic. arms: virtually weightless. um well speaking of rotting flesh i guess a lot of people at the hotel will report stinky smells Uh, yeah they say "Mm, it smells like rotting flesh that's almost hurt if if i accidentally let one rip in a hotel like (laughs) cc it's a ghost (laughs) all right you guys this is this is what i deal with on a daily basis alex is really cracking himself up this episode good lord yep okay so so yeah rotten flesh smell and apparently there was there was some rooms there a handful of rooms where all the staff would get like bad vibes and then it would also stink and so they tried everything to get rid of the smells especially on the fourth floor i think it was room 414 but the fourth floor is where most of the haunted activity is supposed to be happening but they had to finally call a priest in to come and bless the hotel. And then the smell stopped. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Mm. And then the last ghosties <laughs> I'm going to talk about today are said to be <laughs> spirits of children. 
who I would assume probably fire. passed away. No, during well, maybe fire, but the yellow, yellow fever, fever epidemic. Yeah. That's what I would think. But lots of guests have reported. The what? Yellow fever. Oh, yellow fever. What did you think I said? I thought you said yellow fire. I was like, I don't remember yeah, that. The yellow fire okay. epidemic. No, the yellow fever. But lots of guests here have reported hearing the sounds of children laughing and uh, like balls bouncing and marbles rolling across the floor outside their rooms in the hallways. Mm-hmm. That's a very common story. And then there was one story that kind of gave me chills. So a mother and her her little boy or son were staying at the hotel and the little boy was playing by himself in the bathroom when all of a sudden he comes out crying. So his mom's like, what happened, darling? And her son was like, he bit me. He bit me. And the mom asked who bit him because he was obviously the only one playing in the bathroom. He was by himself. And he said that he was playing with a kid in the bathroom and the kid bit him randomly. And so the mom is like, what's going on? She runs to the bathroom. Surprise, surprise. There's no one there. And then she looks at her kid's arm and boom, bite mark. And it's the size of a little tiny mouth. Like one that would belong to a child. Is there a chance the kid bit himself? No. Well, this is the thing. He could have bit himself. Let's be honest. Number one, why would he do that and then say, hey, the kid bit me? Kids are silly. <laughs> That's true. Um, but there <laughs> there are other people here who have reported having been bitten by something and then looking down and seeing like bite marks. Oh. And there was one person who apparently got bitten in a place that would not be physically possible for a person to bite themselves at. The nose. that's that's a good spot babe (laughs) anyways (laughs) he's cracked himself up again james (laughs) but yeah no so anyways the marshall house has gotten a biter within its walls (laughs) that's really what you need to know here so if you if you want to stay at the marshall hotel well dag nab it you guys you could do it and I hopped on to TripAdvisor.com to look up the reviews. It's got 4.5 stars on the website, and that's got a 4.7 stars on Google. Wow. So it's got a pretty good review. And on Google, they also had a section where you can ask questions about the hotel. And someone asked, is it really haunted? And then some smart butt commented and said, uh, ghosts don't exist. I'm just like, that's just mm-hmm. a noise. I like how someone took the time out of their day to go in there and do that. Killer argument. Yeah, killer <laughs> argument. But they can go there and find out for themselves mm. if they want. And I'm going to create a website where people review like Google, but it's just about oh their, how their ghost experience went. How their ghost experience Yeah. Yeah. This is four booze out of five. <laughs> I feel like that exists probably somewhere. Mm, well, yeah. they need to work on their marketing then. Because Alex has never heard of it. I like Yelp, but it, uh, we could call it Shriek. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's do it, James. That'll be our next uh, our next endeavor. So, if you want to stay at the Marshall House, average price for a hotel room is $183 a night. It it pales in comparison to James's hotel. I looked up, James, how much a room at your hotel is a night. Do you know how much it is? I do not. $1,800 one night. Nice. Mine's free. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Valid point. Yeah, if you want to go stay at the Marshall House, it is a beautiful hotel. If it if there weren't ghosts there, I would want to go stay there just because it's so pretty. I saw a lot of pictures in my research of people who got married here and like they were posting their pictures taken around the hotel. I was like, oh, it's so pretty. So my, you <laughs> What? It was so funny. No, my joke's too dirty. I can't. Oh, Alex. All right. He's he's 
in a weird headspace today, you guys. He is not detoxing, so his brain <laughs> is firing at rapid fire. But firing at rapid fire. <laughs> see, that's that's me. Uh, I did have one story to share about a hotel. Okay. That is in Kentucky where it's said to be haunted. Okay. And my cousin, my dear precious cousin Tina used to work at a hotel. I don't know if I should say the name. Don't. Yeah, I won't say the name. But the hotel is in Lexington and it's said to be haunted by a ghost who apparently got shot in the face. Mm. And you'll see somebody walking down the hallway and then they'll turn around mm. and, you know, they got shot in the face. Yeah, no, thank you. So. Interesting. So there's one right in your backyard if you live in Kentucky, you guys. James, you could go and stay there. She she gave I me could. a tour of the hotel. There was room, one room there when she showed me around that was just like, okay, this is a little bit creepy. But mm. yeah, I, would n- I wouldn't stay there mm. just no. because it's so scary. So, you guys, that's the Marshall House. Cool. That's Haunted Hotels. This was a fun one. This was a different one. Yes. It was. We've had a lot of people submit just haunted houses into the vase. We only have had one haunted hotel submission. So, yeah. it was a fun one. Well, there's still some we haven't covered, so yeah, we can always dip back in. James, do you have anything else you want to add to the haunted hotel conversation? No. <laughs> okay. All right, Alex, I think it's that time, that time of day. The vase time. This is the vase time. You know what I just realized we didn't do at all this, oh. this episode? Oh. We didn't mention that we have a Patreon. Oh, well, also we oh. didn't do our little world shout out. I guess I should do that. Go ahead and do it while I'm drawn from the vase. There we Pod go. Bane. Oh, wait, no, someone do the Patreon shout out. Yeah, James, tell them about our Patreon. We have a Patreon, and in the show notes, we're going to include a link to our um, uh, link tree where you can check out our Patreon. And on top of that, you can just check out our website, 13thfloorpodcast.com, and there's the links right there. Right there, you guys. Mm. And what's, It's your one-stop place for all things strange. What's going to be our Patreon episode exclusive this week? Uh, this week is going to be an interview with a real-life wizard, and that's it. A real-life wizard, you guys. <laughs> it's going to be on there. You can watch it. You can listen to it. And then next week, we're going to be doing a... 13th floor after dark. Mm, yes. Yes. Okay, so you guys, how about we say hello to all of our listeners around the globe. Kenya has really picked up with listenership. So oh, everybody nice. in Kenya, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Kenya. I also want to give a hearty hello to everybody in Puerto Rico, because guess what? I think this is the first time we've ever had listeners in Puerto Rico. Hey. Nice. So that's really exciting. And then here in America, Alex, why don't you take your finger and touch this map I missed. Yeah, you didn't touch anything. <laughs> I totally touched the ocean. Oh, Alex said hello to California. In California, mm. guess what? You are a top listening state in the United States right now. So oh, wow. thank you to everybody in California for listening. Alex, I think it's that time. Vase it's that time to pull from the vase. Oh. Pull one. Oh. All right, you guys. We are going to be talking about... Marvel superheroes. Ooh. Who sent us? This was submitted by Robert in Tulsa. And you... I spoke with him at length. And Robert, I remember our conversation. He wants to know about Marvel superheroes. He wants to know oh. specifically, are like some of the Marvel superheroes possible to be real? Ooh. So, okay. Yeah. I got I got it. So, like, can, can someone be actually bulletproof? 
Can yeah. they be genetically manipulated to be bulletproof? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So Interesting. There's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Alex is a huge Marvel fanboy, you guys. Oh, my so I think he's probably going to have a lot of fun with this topic. So, Robert, thank you so much for submitting that topic. So, yeah, I think that <laughs> if you want – yeah, sorry. my Again, I'm detoxing. My brain's not working properly. She, she hasn't eaten for two days, I haven't everybody. eaten in 48 hours, you guys, and I'm used to eating like every, I don't know, two hours. <laughs> so today I want to tell you, listener, if you want to submit a topic, you can send it to us on our website, 13thfloorpodcast.com. Send it to me on Instagram. That's one of the best – one of the best ways to get a hold of me so that I will put the topic into the vase. Also, you guys, I bought a special vase oh, yeah. that is going to be our Patreon exclusives elite vase. So if you mm. are in the, if you guys are in the Ogo Pogo tier or the Chupi tier, you guys can actually submit special topics to go into the elite vase. And those topics might get, you know, talked about a little bit sooner just because. There aren't quite as many in that one yet. So, yeah. Um, I think that's it, you guys. All right. So. Until next. Oh, wait. Yeah. The music is by Grant Cook. You can find it on Amazon, Music, <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music. So, until next time, you guys, we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. straight. a well-reputed ghost surgeon.